In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a court of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men, and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from the world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, they survive as podcasters of no fortune. But, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the Geek Out Heroes. Heroes, this is Vargo, Miles, Anderson. Listeners, uh, this week we are going to talk about a few things that have been going on in gaming, entertainment, and all that stuff, but let's get this stuff out of the way. Welcome to the world, Elliot Page. A lot of people are freaking out about the fact that Ellen Page has said that she's you know, trans, he's trans, I don't know, uh, whatever uh, the pronouns are, but is now wanting to be addressed as Elliot page. So, okay. Uh, Elliot, uh, I don't know if you're going to go back and retcon all your movies, but, um, yeah, that can get kind of confusing for fans and, and the regular public. So hopefully no one takes offense to this. And if you do, I don't fucking care. The thing that's really kind of questioning a lot of people is the fact of what's this going to bring up into the umbrella Academy and whether or not they're going to change the character in the show. Cause everybody probably, I, I like, I don't know much about the, the umbrella Academy, uh, graphic novels. So I don't know if the character is already, you know, by or, uh, gay. Oh, okay. Well, I can, in, in I can the, help you on this okay. part. So basically the show is already caught up to the comics. Wow. Already. Okay. Wow. Like, the comics left off. There wasn't very much like graphic novel wise. So fans are already waiting for the next issues. And the show and the issues are on the same page now. Sweet. So we're all in uh, Game of Thrones territory now. Basically. And we look forward to the writers ruining the show while we wait for the writer to catch up with the just doing the artwork and everything. Okay. Or writers. I don't know. But, uh, okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I have no idea if, so like in the, in the, the graphic novels is that character. Does that character become by? Cause she was originally, she was originally like it's with hint- the bad guy in the first season. Sorry, spoilers and the comics it's hinted off, but it's not directly approached. Okay. Cause the comics doesn't really cover that majority of the physical sexual thing is between, um, the oldest brother and then the girl with the voice. Gotcha. That's most, uh, if you're talking about intimate situations, yeah. that usually involves those two in the comics. Gotcha. Okay. Her character was hinted off by, but it doesn't go in great detail. We get way more detail in the show for obviously the show reasons. Yeah. But in the comics, they don't really do it. Yeah, it always felt kind of like I didn't really know how to take it in the in the show when it happened. I didn't know if it was just a, was it because they had a uh, agenda to make her character suddenly gay? Or was it just more to make uh, Ellen Page at the time? Uh, Ellen Page more comfortable uh, because she's, you know, well, he's a lesbian. Fuck it. She's a lesbian. Well, the character, the comics is like a fused individual because obviously you already know her upbringing. Oh, so it's played by the perfect person. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of confusion, (laughs) 
listeners, I like I not to get not to get into that stuff. I, I really I honestly just don't care in reality. None of, None us, of care. us really care. Uh, the, she can address herself. You are, you are, you, who are. you are. You can address yourself however you want. But don't expect me to suddenly change my the way I've seen you for years just because you decided one day that you were a guy and that you want to change your name. Like I'm willing to change. I'm willing to address Elliot as Elliot. Okay, whatever. I would think that she was comfortable enough just you know being a lesbian before. I don't know why she needs to address herself as a guy, but it's not my psyche to figure out. But it's kind of like interesting how this could affect the show because the show may end up having to take that change as well. And given the fact that you've said that this is now caught up with the comic books, are the comic book writer and creator going to sit there and say, okay, we're going to change the character to kind of follow along with what's going on in real life uh, so that we can easily have this take place and we don't create confusion within our own universe that we have. Uh, or is the I see just them say, caving into demands for ratings? Uh, yeah, I've got a bad feeling it's going to go the go woke, go full go broke, woke DC motto. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Here's here's the thing with that, like listeners, it's okay if this happens in the show. In all honesty, I'm not gonna. I don't really care. It's the don't throw it in my face. Don't make it into the main issue of full episodes just because you have to, yeah, or you, you think you have to. Yeah. I, I don't need to be preached to yeah. because people live their lives the way they want to live their lives. I mean, look, what am I going to do? Who, who am I? How am I going to change that just by being either, you know, either I can be someone who hates this person for this decision, or I can be someone who just says, I just don't care. <laughs> and I've chosen, I the, I've chosen the route yeah. of, I just don't care. It's not, it doesn't affect me personally. So, and, and they're not hurting anyone. So I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, I understand why it had to be publicized. Loach said he, you know, he didn't really, he didn't really get the fact of like, why does it have to be brought up in the public? Well, she's a prominent figure in Hollywood. She's well known and it might throw fans off at one day. If they see the credits of a film as being accredited to Elliot page instead of, you know, Ellen. So I get it. There's a reason why you kind of put this stuff out in the public so that the public are aware of it. Does it need to be scrutinized? No, not really. Does it need to be, you know, brought up and made her into a hero? No, not really. It, should it just be looked at with, should everything like this should be looked at the same way of, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially somebody yeah. changed yes. their name. Okay. whoop yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Happens all the time. In fact, in Hollywood, it happens all the time. Courtney Cox or Courtney Cox Arquette now is Courtney Cox again. Uh, okay. Yeah, a big deal. What do you do? <laughs> should, should, any, should any of us freak out over it? No. Uh, you know, did did Elliot saying I'm I'm I now wish to be called Elliot and addressed as Elliot by by other people? Okay. Oh God. Okay. Cool. Now that you said that, now I'm thinking of all the ET memes that are going to start being used. Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot. Yeah. Uh. I'll be right here. I'm sure Netflix will probably do something. They don't ever miss an opportunity to virtue signal. So. No, they don't. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a documentary at some yeah, point about probably. it. But should fans be concerned about uh, Umbrella Academy? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it depends on how they treat it. And given given 
historically what Netflix has done, you have a right to be a little concerned. I think, um, like Miles says, they never miss an opportunity to capitalize on something like this and to make themselves seem like they're more woke than everybody else. And that becomes kind of an issue with a lot of their shows when they decide to just say, oh, we're going to focus on this one thing, this single aspect of this person and their life, instead of making it about a story and about mm-hmm. a show and trying to keep their audience engaged. In your imagination. Yeah, it's it <laughs> happens all the time, listeners. And this is, I mean, CW is the greatest example. Is that when a studio decides to focus more on the small, like I, I say small issues, it's big issues for people who live with this stuff, but it's, it's not something that concerns everyone in their audience. So should you focus entirely on it? It's this, it's, it's that thing where a, a studio decides we're going to take a stance on this. Okay. I don't care. It, it may be my stance, but I don't, it's not something I care about enough for me to have to be bogged down with it in a fake TV show, you know, a, a fantasy when this, I'm using this as an escape. I don't need to be reminded of the bullshit out in the world every fucking time. It's one of the things that like, I want to watch uh, the show Lovecraft. Uh, Lovecraft County. Good. Love, Lovecraft. Uh, like What's it called? Yeah, County? I've only uh, done country, the first three episodes. Oh, is it country? Oh, yeah. I think so. I, uh, love Lovecraft, or Lovecraft uh, Country, yeah. I think is correct. It's one of those. I want to, I want to watch it, and I'm well aware of Lovecraft's history of of racism. Yeah, it's brutal. In the show, they definitely focus in on that. Well, it's also part of the generation they grew up in. Yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah. and while I am really intrigued to watch the show, I don't want to be bogged by, bogged down by that shit. Yeah, because I've witnessed racism, and it. Yeah, it is. It's ugly. Terrible. Yep. And and I and there are times where it's like I don't want I don't want to see that in my shows because it's 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 not really something that shouldn't be talked about. It's just something I don't want to watch. So it ends up becoming one of those things of well, I just won't watch it. It's just not for me. That kind of thing. Yeah. So while while that that whole story and the idea around uh, that show intrigues me, I'm like, ah, I'm still hesitant to watch it because I just don't know if it'll be my thing to watch that and make myself more depressed about the world. Yeah, you you um, see enough suffering and bad shit yeah. in real world that do you really want to expose yourself to it in a fantasy? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, when I'm trying to use that as kind of an escape from all of that stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's in listeners. I want, I want you, you guys to be, you know, absolutely understanding of the fact that we're not saying don't watch this. We're not saying anything like that. We're just saying like, this is why this is, these are the things that we consider when we go into watching certain media, when we were going to watching certain shows and stuff, we go, well, do I really, is this something I want to expose myself to mentally, even if this is going to be a main theme. And when it comes to the umbrella Academy, could it turn into a main theme about, you know, transgender and transgenderism, uh, how the world treats them and all that stuff? Like, well, if it's going to be fo- if that's going to become a main focus instead of the stuff that I really wanted to see, which is, you know, this world that they've created and where, you know, where did the children come from and stuff? I don't really want to go into that too much. Like it, it was when they had the episodes with the uh, the brother that's got uh, the connection to the dead and all that stuff and his drug abuse and uh, alcoholism and all that stuff. Yeah. Klaus. Yeah. I sat there going, okay, if this, like, like it's, 
it's a good show listeners. It is. But when I, when they had those episodes, I was like, I hope they don't do this too much because I don't want to have to, to deal with this stuff. Like, I don't want to have to, to watch this kind of stuff. I've had family members who've, who have dealt with, you know, drug abuse. And I'm like, I don't want to dwell on this kind of crap. It's thankfully hasn't been, been like too, like too many episodes where they've done that. And when they do have those sections in it, it's very, it's kind of sparse and it puts it, you know, kind of sp- spaced out. So it's enjoyable enough in that. So it's not like a major theme. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to happen in the future with Umbrella Academy with, you know, with uh, Elliot's decision and we'll see. But uh, regardless, I will still watch the the next, you know, the next season and see where it goes. Uh, and if it gets too far off the rails for me, I'll just stop. You know, it's not not the end of the world. I, I'm sh- like I said, I'm sure they'll probably wind up doing something. They were one of the first ones to tweet uh, in a res- response to it saying, oh, we're we're proud of our hero and this, that, the other. Okay. Like, all right. So you're probably going to wind up reflecting that in the uh, writing. I'm sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, if it's done, as long as it has a purpose or is reasonably, you know, woven into the story, I'm not going to give a shit. Yeah. If it's, you know, like you said, if it's done to preach, then I'm going to fucking tune out. Yeah. Yeah, over and over and over again is not not really fun. If it's one of those things where it comes up as something that you know the character's struggling with, and that this is the decision they've made, and the family just kind of goes, "Yeah, okay." I mean, I, I would imagine, given the eclectic characters that there are in that show, uh, that they would just accept the character for who they right. are. Yeah. So, um, and not make a uh, a big deal about it and i'm and i would wouldn't mind if you had some playfulness between the fact that like you know they're they're brothers and sisters they can they're allowed to tease each other so hopefully that that can be done well and people can laugh about the fact like yeah you know it's it's still kind of funny yeah i kind of ran into almost the same thing with uh big mouth because i binged uh this past uh, or this this latest season and most of the the joke writing wasn't nearly as good as it used to be mm-hmm. uh, there's a, still some good laughs in there but you know there's a lot of crude and toilet humor which isn't necessarily new but it's overdone and gotcha. it just kind of makes you phase out Focus, was, focusing uh, on the wrong humor and yeah not not yeah. staying clever with certain things yeah exactly um and there's there's a bit in there with uh missy this doesn't really give anything away that she's struggling with being half white, half black and her uh, extended family has given her shit because she doesn't uh, she essentially she doesn't live as a black stereotype. That's, that's really what it boils down to. And I'm like, yeah, this is painful. This is painful to watch. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, there was a comedian, not, I think it was a comedian uh, not too long ago that uh, pointed out like, you know, there's actually no such thing as white culture or black culture. Like, skin color isn't a culture yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's region. based off your heritage yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's based off your heritage where you come from your family your you know the the ge- geog- geographically where you yeah. live has the biggest thing to deal with it but yeah they they, they delve into so, that for uh, an episode or two and i'm like ah come on let's, let's move on yeah it's not pander this is typical bullshit if you are white and lived in the streets of Detroit, you will act completely differently than a black kid who grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. 
It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I have to kind of laugh because they made that huge deal about the, uh, the voice actor that was playing uh, Missy. Uh, yeah, they changed the voice actress. And honestly, she does she does a good job. You can't really tell that it's a different voice actor. The new one is, yeah, she's basically doing an impression of the same thing. Yeah, she she does a great job as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, but they they made a whole virtue signaling statement about, oh, well, we're not going to have uh, black characters voiced by white characters anymore, and you know, vice versa, whatever. And uh, you, but Nick Kroll, you know, header of the show. Still voices a female character, so I mean, where's the injustice in that, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, how does he self-identify? <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. That's the thing. Maybe to guarantee yourself work in Hollywood, you just yeah. change change up your 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 life to say, "Oh, I identify as gender fluid and racial fluid," so you can qualify for any role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm everything to everyone. So it's weird. It's it's like I, I can, can act as anything. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like with my voice, I can be anything. Um, yeah. So I've heard a lot of, but I, a lot of people who have who have talked about the big mouth have said similar things as you. It's, it's like the, it's the jokes good. just don't land, and it's because of primarily because of the writing. It's not good. <laughs> yes. It's not what it was. And it loses a lot of the edge that it had and uh, the humor that it had in talking about kids who are dealing with puberty, who are dealing with, uh, you know, essentially growing, uh, you know, growing up and realizing that they're not really kids anymore, but they're not really adults and not knowing where they fit in in the world. Uh, the humor that that was there is kind of gone. And a lot of people have said that it's mostly just dirty jokes that kind of don't don't land, and they they focused on the wrong things. Where, you know, where you could have had a show that was slowly transitioning into a cartoon Wonder Years, uh, it's now just a cartoon of crude humor. Uh, it's it's that weird, uh, we are out of jokes kind of situation. Only it's come way too soon for a show like this kind of like where family guy and the Simpsons went of we've done everything. We really don't have anything else to joke about. Yeah. So most of our jokes are just meh. Uh, Mandalorian is continuing to just become awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Last episode, uh, no filler at all whatsoever. Yeah, there is zero, <laughs> zero filler. It was all like, this is, you know, you know, the stuff that we've had that looked like filler before all of that stuff's coming together <laughs> and is making, is making into even more story. So, uh, we're starting to pick things up. Um, yeah, that was, that was bonkers. It was a lot of fun. Um, really looking forward to seeing where they go with it for the rest of the season. Cause I know the season's uh, going to be coming to a close pretty soon. I think we're, we're on yeah, episodes. like two episodes left. So yeah. season one had eight episodes. Yeah. Our next episode would be episode seven. Yeah. That's coming episode seven. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I'm okay with short seasons listeners. It's a good show. It's got high enough production values that I am completely fine with the fact that we have short seasons. We have, quality over quantity and that's a good thing yeah. 
So long as it doesn't do the uh, Sherlock thing and just come out with a new installment every three or four years. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock on the BBC, man, those are great, but God damn, they take a long time to make. Uh, of course they're they're It's a movie basically per episode. Yeah. So uh, part of that's a little understandable, but uh, it's really kind of funny when you think about the fact that uh, Doctor Who has been going on for so long and they have these ridiculous schedules where they have to keep up with everything and constantly have to make sure that they're on on time on schedule. And, and mo- a lot of people get overworked on the show. Uh, we know that from Tennant and uh, uh, Smith, just the way that they described it. So it's. It, it ends up becoming one of those things like, ah, would I rather you guys be overworked and have uh you know all all these episodes at once or, or you know all these episodes ready to go or would i rather you guys just kind of take your time make sure it's qual- quality over quantity eh, i i i prefer quality over quantity in the end right um so uh yeah this this past episode listeners i don't want to spoil anything but it was it was great um and i will say one the one thing i can say that's kind of a spoiler not really uh is that it finally gives credence to boba fett there's finally a reason to actually sit there and be like, yeah, he's kind of a badass. (laughs) And it's not just the legends, the books, it's uh, something outside of that, that, you know, wasn't return of the Jedi where, you know, when I was a kid, I could never figure out why so many people loved Boba Fett. And I sat there going like the guy was a chump. Like he got killed really. Yeah. Movies don't do it. fucking easy. The movies don't do him justice. So, uh, when it goes to this, this was actually it was this was legitimate. Like, all right, we we finally could see Boba Fett. Yeah, he's she's truly fights like a Mandalorian. He fights very well, and he's actually you know good at what he does. Uh, Return of the Jedi was just having an off day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got to wipe down the visor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, but it was, you know, it was a cool episode. It was really neat. Uh, the stuff that they showed off was a lot of, a lot of things that have been uh, kind of ramping up to this kind of ultimate conclusion. We've had some connections to uh, already for the season. We've had some connections to the new trilogy and uh, trying to bring some of these story elements that will lead into uh, events that take place in, in the new trilogy. So uh, all very cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I, I've enjoyed it so far. Getting to see, uh, uh, Grogu, uh, is that it? Yeah. 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 Uh, Grogu, uh, use more of the force was a lot of fun. Um, which by the way, I gotta say, like, did you, so did you guys hear people were really pissed off about their, the name reveal? Really? Yeah. Uh, oh. I, never delved into yeah, a deep reasoning I, why I, I literally could not it. find any reasoning for it. And I, it, it just made me go, this is why I say star Wars fans are insufferable. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I, I felt the name was kind of lazy, but I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. But if, if let's say Grogu was the original Yoda and that's all you knew. And then they named the kid Yoda and you were like, well, it's baby Grogu the whole time. And then, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's Yoda. Well, you'd probably say the same thing. You'd say, I think the, the naming convention's lazy. It's Yoda. But 
in reality uh, for me it's yoda it's and grogu it sounds but yeah oh for me yoda and grogu it's it's it sounds like a naming convention that would probably go along with that species and the fact that they don't seem to like a lot of syllables it's got to be a minimum of two syllables or a maximum of two syllables maximum of two syllables um so yeah i I couldn't figure out why people were so upset about it. Uh, a lot of people associated with Goku from uh, Dragon Ball Z, and that's oh. not correct. Um, so, anyways. I thought his name was uh, Destroyer of Frogs. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Gen- genocide of eggs. Uh, you know, egg destroyer. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, little shithead uh, that also goes. Yeah. Just, I do find it funny that, uh, you know, I, I've always found this really quick since we're in Star Wars. I always found this hysterical to me is the fact that uh, Anakin Skywalker, he's he's literally the most like probably the one of the most evil characters aside from Palpatine that's ever existed in Star Wars. Goes from being the hope for the Jedi to turning into a complete piece of shit that Their worst enemy. Kills, chil- yeah. kills children, kills that. Not hundreds of Jedi, not even a handful of Jedi. Kills thousands of Jedi. Listeners, thousands. <laughs> he is responsible for the the an- annihilation of almost the entire Jedi Order. And also is become you know becomes Darth Vader, obviously, is responsible for the deaths of thousands more and even millions of people, including an entire planet that gets blown up by the Death Star. He was in, he was complacent with that. He was he was okay with it. So he does all of that, but his redeeming factor is that he doesn't let the emperor kill his son. And that was enough for everyone to go, "Oh, he really is a good guy." <laughs> and then we turn around now and we're like, "All right, all right." Like nobody nobody brings up the fact that like Darth Vader was an evil piece of shit. He was evil. Pure fucking evil. And you get and, and fans get mad at the fact that they, you know, uh Grogu ate a couple of eggs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The horror <laughs> fucking morons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why I love that meme. That you, uh, which one of you shared that the Skywalkers get away with everything. No, that was me. <laughs> now that you said that we should probably rewatch that video and stream it while we're eating boiled eggs. <laughs> how dare he eat unfertilized eggs while i'm chowing down on a on a boiled egg they're like their species was, was endangered no they weren't <laughs> they never said anything about the species it was their house their family their line yeah they were the last in their species. family to, to carry on their family name it's essentially essentially it's me <laughs> in my family yeah, you're the last male. To carry yeah. on the last Vargo, you know, the last Vargo heir. That's it. So that that's all that meant. For crying out loud, guys. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that's if that's the case, then guys, every time you jack off, you are committing genocide. Ladies, every time you have a period, hate to tell you this, genocide. <laughs> So Damn, right. by, by that, by that same, <laughs> by that same freaking thought process, that's where we're at. Congratulations. You're an idiot. <laughs> Welcome to the woke. <laughs> by that Jesus standards, does that make us, does that make Christ. you a Darth Vader of our crew? 
<laughs> I've means I've billions. met a, quite a few uh, means I've met quite a few cannibals in my lifetime. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to the next two episodes. We will definitely have a full spoiler cast where we talk about. Uh, the Mandalorian and we talk about where the story is going, how it connects to yeah. the new movies and all that. Um, and hopefully we get the full team on board and yeah, hopefully we can get the full team on board. Hopefully by then listeners Loach will be back with us. We're really hoping we can get him back by the time that we have the game of the year uh, podcast. So, um, and which listeners like for, uh, for, <laughs> for, for, for his wedding gift. Um, so listeners, as you know, game of the year happens and we always wait for the end of the year when we actually have every single game available to us and movie so that we can talk about them at the end of the year so that we can say in completion, this was 2020 as a whole. So 2020, the year of suck, we'll still talk about it and talk about the good things that were in it because <laughs> there were, we had some good games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to probably end up doing Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's it. Was pretty, it's so far it's fantastic. Pretty tan, pretty fantastic. Uh, I've been seeing the uh, the game awards uh, advertised where you can yeah. actually legitimately vote whether or not it counts or not. It's another story. <laughs> but uh, I was seeing the uh, the things for that, and I went I went to vote for round one, and I was I was too late, so I was like, well, that's well. But in the comments of one of the posts, I laughed my fucking ass off. Yeah. Somebody posted a. Uh, uh, best racing game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be right up there with uh, Mar- the the Martian best comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the horses, they're they're like cars. <laughs> they're, they're and there are times free. where you are trying to outrun your your NPC followers or whatever. Right. <laughs> Or catch up with them sometime. Um, last bit of uh, entertainment news, really, for us, I think, is uh, Vargo and I finished Supernatural. I don't know if you did, Anderson. We did. Uh, and we don't want to spoil it for you. So uh, we will we assume not you talk haven't about finished that. it. Yeah. Now I'm like two seasons behind. You guys can go ahead and talk about it. I will not be offended. <laughs> I'm all about the journey. Uh, we can talk about it without giving spoilers. Oh yeah, it's not easily. a big deal. Um, so listeners, they came back originally. They were only going to have uh, 18 episodes, I think, for the season, right, Miles? And they ended yeah, up coming back like with that. two extra ones, so they had 20 episodes total for the season. But we had stopped. I want to say at like 15, 14, something around there. Yeah, 14. Was where they I had think. they had quit, uh, and that was because of COVID. Um. So they had taken their break and come back. And when they came back, COVID hit. So they couldn't finish the show and we all had to wait. And thankfully on Netflix, they instantly posted the, as soon as they finished the season, they instantly posted it all. Um, it was good. I mean, it was a, uh, it wasn't a, you know, season where I ended up going, I, you know, I hate the fact that I watched 15 years of this. Right. <laughs> Um, it wasn't necessarily as satisfying as I was hoping for, but I, you know, I told miles this, well, you know, after we had watched it, it was just, it, I wasn't 
uh, pissed off at it. So that's a, that's a plus. I didn't, you know, hate my, you know, hate myself and hate life. And, uh, it just didn't go exactly how I had hoped. Yeah. Could have, could have gone significantly better. Could have gone terribly worse. Uh, but yeah, some of that was due to their restrictions on filming in Canada. Yeah. Um, and they, they just couldn't bring in everybody that they wanted to. So they had to change some things around as far as how the story went. Um, they, they say that the uh, scripts really weren't, uh, affected by it, but I find that almost kind of hard to believe, uh, personally, just cause usually if you have a, a fair amount of other characters involved, usually there's some significant script changes. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it ended, like I said, it ended well, you know, I'm content. Yeah. I, you know, I'd watch it. I'd watch all 15 seasons again <laughs> and I would be completely okay with it. The, uh, you know, like you said, it's kind of hard to believe that, uh, the changes and the restrictions wouldn't have an effect on the script, uh, especially after we heard the leak, uh, that was out on how it was supposed to end and some of the things that were supposed to happen with the, uh, the final episode. And we go, ah, oh, well, that makes sense as to why it kind of felt, uh, in some places kind of felt a little rushed. There wasn't exactly the quality that we've come to know from, uh, the supernatural show in certain aspects, but, uh, you know, it was a decent enough send off that we all went, okay, you know, this, this wasn't the ending I, I had hoped for, but it's, uh, a good enough one that I got. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listeners, if you have not watched supernatural, we highly recommend it. It's a great show. It's probably the, it was the last great show in my opinion on the CW. Um, and, uh, really the only show you could watch on the CW without, you know, feeling like you were being gagged with, uh, uh some kind of rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. SJW nonsense. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was fun. It was entertaining. I felt I got what I wanted out of it. And, uh, the, I, th- I think the only thing that I would say about it is in reality, the show kind of could have ended on episode 19 when you get, you know, listeners, if you get to episode 19, you finish it and you go, oh, okay, this feels like the end. It could have easily ended there. It wouldn't have been, it still wouldn't have been super satisfying in the end. Yeah. Cause it's not terribly but- thorough. Yeah, but it still would have been one of those things like, yeah, okay, you know, we, we can just kind of have our own imagination as to what happens next. Uh, and then, you know, episode 20, in my opinion, kind of took things one episode too far. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, the so. uh, the the second to last episode, 19, it, it left off with a lot of unanswered questions. Um, yeah. And then you go into the next one, and in all reality, those questions still aren't actually answered. Yep. Uh, for the most part, except for a couple of them, so they uh, you actually had to, to have a uh, spinoff. No, I mean, they kind of already tried to do that with a uh, wayward, yeah. at, uh, <laughs> Fucking which would have been great, yeah. uh, yep. but they love me. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it could have, it could they could have been more thorough as far as the writing goes for, for just drawing all the final conclusions of the show. Mm-hmm. But uh I, I still kinda laugh at the uh the video Jared Padalecki t- talking about Jensen messaging him two weeks uh 
in in Vancouver that uh, <laughs> you're like, hey, maybe we should go for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if we see something down the line eventually. You know, some sort of reunion show. You know, yeah, to give it a little bit more of a proper send off, maybe at the very least. Yeah, but. You know, it, as where it stands, I'm fine with. I know he's been posting stuff for the him becoming the new Walks Texas Ranger. Yeah, Pedalki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that a have Have we found out what network picked that up? CW. Oof. That's a rough start. <laughs> You're like, don't get me wrong, listeners. I watched all of Supernatural, and I can say it was a great show. But, eh, CW shows are. Uh, by by most standards today are just woke trash. And then Jensen Ackles has already been confirmed to have a recurring role in the next season of The, the Boys. Next season of The Boys, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, he's going to be Soldier the Soldier Boy, yeah, <laughs> which is the asshat version of Captain America. Yep, he's he's the real life Chris Evans, <laughs> <laughs> just a giant asshat. No, I, listeners, I don't know if Chris Evans is actually an asshat in real life. He seems like a he seems like a nice enough guy if you've ever met him. He's just really pretty, um, and it hurts. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, what else do we have to cover this week? Uh, we have the the Titanic that is uh, Bioware. Um, oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh. It was already a sinking ship and uh, somebody went through and started, you know, drilling holes in the already sinking ship. The already sinking Uh, ship. They went through every single hole they had. uh, Just (laughs) one after another and and said, fuck it. Um, You don't need these buckets. We'll get rid of them. This bitch is going (laughs) to live at the bottom of the ocean. Um, Yeah, we don't know. Listeners, we don't really know what's going on with Bioware, uh, but it's just it doesn't sound like good things. Um, They just had lost their two one of their two major uh, key pieces of leadership within the company. Yeah, Um, Casey Hudson and and Mark Dara. Yeah, Uh, Casey Hudson, who had left Bioware, had had to come back and kind of uh, resurrect it and give him a, uh, you know, a a big leader, you know, form of leadership shot in the arm to try and get them kind of flying right and uh the company has been dealing with trying to create uh whatever they're doing with anthem now i god knows we're going to see anthem 2.0 or if any of us will even go back to it uh the only way i'm going back to anthem is if it's included because i repurchased the goddamn game to begin yeah there was that (laughs) rumor of the fact that they were going to try and turn it into uh paying more for it yeah right so if they try uh, to do that, it's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I already gave you my money. But it's since not it's gonna happen again, since yeah, it's I agree. EA, technically, I mean, it might show up on Game Pass, so maybe I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a plus. Yeah, those those two left, and if I remember, I can't find the name, but if I remember right, I saw something about them bringing on somebody from Blizzard, uh, Blizzard Activision. Yep. And yes. I was like, ah. I was like, that's that's not a good replacement. I like, yeah, <laughs> not not with the state that Blizzard has been in. No, no. You know, to to Blizzard's uh, credit, I guess at least we know that there's a good amount of division in that uh that company because yeah. we've seen uh, a lot of their employees not be okay with what the fuck they're doing. 
Mm -hmm. but you know obviously they're not the ones making the decisions so yeah (laughs) uh so one of the other projects they've been working on is dragon age and dragon age has been kind of in development limbo in the fact of not having a whole lot of updates as to what the fuck's going on with it the most we've had was that teaser that they gave a while back which was not even a trailer it was like a key piece of animation and in in game art um like uh showing like you know uh animation models and rigs and stuff like that and there was there wasn't really much to it so a lot of people are asking what the fuck is going on with that game where are you guys at with it is it actually going to be coming out are we going to get anything from this uh and the most that we've ever had is that it's anthem with dragons and that was immediately uh hated on and casey hudson was trying to kind of turn that ship around for a while of trying to get people going oh no 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 it's actually going to be good it's going to be different it's not it's not anthem uh he said multiple times it wasn't anthem um just because anthem had created this terrible freaking uh image for for bioware alone but uh, also for games as a service and when you hear it's going to be like Anthem with dragons and that's just not good. And then after that, all you're hearing is that it's going to be some form of games as a service. Well, you guys haven't been doing well with games as a service so far. So we have zero faith in you. And at this point, uh, it was actually pointed out in another video of the fact that this is uh, with these two guys leaving. This is now basically an untrue, like an untried studio. Right. They've had so much replacement, so much uh, turnover that we have no clue what to really expect from these guys, but because of their path, because of our past experience with, with most recent games, our expectations are drastically lowered. Well, with that, uh, that guy coming in from uh, blizzard Activision, uh, I think that lends a lot of credence to your fears about it becoming an MMO. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's yeah. blizzards um, you know, bread and butter. They know MMOs and they know how to build them. And while that's great for them, uh, and technically an MMO is a games as a service. Uh, it's one of the earliest, <laughs> but forms. nothing's replaced, uh, Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a games as a service model listeners, but it's not to the point where what we got with like Bungie, what we've gotten with Anthem, it's a continual world, like world building kind of, kind of situation with them and an ever evolving, uh, story for, the world that they've created with that, you know, world of Warcraft really is really is unique in that aspect of what it was able to accomplish and how it's been able to accomplish that. You cannot have that lightning in a bottle show up again for everything else, which is why I'm confused when they, when they bring somebody from blizzard over to, to work on anything at, uh, at EA. And they said, Oh, we're, we're going to be putting him in charge of, uh, Dragon Age and Dragon Age is already being labeled as a games as, as having some form of games as a service and it's still sort of in its infancy based off of what we've seen. That kind of makes me go, ooh. So if you guys do go the the sort of MMO route, like I think you're going to end up going, I don't think this is going to work out very well, and I don't think Dragon Age fans, given given how poorly the the thought process of it being Anthem with dragons was received. I don't see MMO going over any better. 
Right. So if that's where you guys end up going, Bioware, I just want to you know put this out there of like you really do need to consider the fact that the only thing that Dragon Age fans really wanted from you is another Dragon Age. All all they want is a is a RPG. They want a good RPG that they can play. It's the same thing of like with Mass Effect. We just wanted more Mass Effect. And we didn't really get that. So when you don't when you don't follow that expectation, expect fans to have expect there to be some backlash for that. And if you can't create a cohesive enough uh experience, expect even more backlash when people buy it and they find out that it's not what they that, that's not what they paid for. So um as for like some people are concerned about what this means for the uh, Mass Effect uh, remake, I don't know why uh, the Mass Effect remake is basically just a remake of the games that have already been made. It's, like if if those come out, any faith in Bioware doing anything <laughs> proper? But, but if the, yeah, <laughs> but if those if those games come out and they are complete trash compared to the first three, like you know for sure at that point Bioware is just dead, dead in the water. There's there's nothing that they can do because how do you fuck up a roadmap? This is the it's the equivalent of like when we see movies come out all the time. That's like, all right, it's based off of a book or it's based off of a comic or it's based off of a you know video game. And they can't follow any of the formula. They can't follow any of the roadmap and they create their own hodgepodge of bullshit. And every fan goes, I'm not going to see this. This looks terrible. And the people who aren't fans go, this just seems like it's not really well thought out. I'm not going to see this either. Or they do go see it and they're like, this was garbage. Where did you get, where did you guys get this plot? Well, no, it's not, it's not from that. Actually, they, they just borrowed from that and made their own stupid story because they think that they're, they can do better. Well, if if Bioware does that with Mass Effect with the Mass Effect trilogy, it's one of those things like, oh man, <laughs> how, how did you guys mess this up? It'd be like a Mass Effect, or it'd be like a Halo, uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. If they'd gone through and made remade Halo Two, and they had changed the entire thing, you know, granted uh, the Master Chief Collection, the online didn't work very well. That was already a fuck up, but. Right. If the the if the campaigns had been completely changed, and they're just garbage, people would have been like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I'll just go back and play the the shittier looking versions rather than playing this. So I could see that happening with. Uh, could I see that happening with Mass Effect? Sadly, yes. <laughs> Given yeah. the state of Bioware, yeah, I I could I could see them going. We can do better and making it worse, but. Do I hope that they can just follow the roadmap, look at what they had and just recreate that? I yeah, I hope that. I hope so. I hope the only improvements that we get is that we get Mass Effect 2 gameplay in the original Mass Effect. But right. Retroactive uh, upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that, that essentially yes. After reading everything, you know, about these two guys leaving and stuff like that, we all kind of went, "Ooh, this seems like a sinking ship." Yeah. Uh We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I posted a gif of somebody just continuously digging a deeper grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you that's guys not, do it. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to get to China and you'll just, you, you know, you'll just use their money. You're good. 
You, you're oh. only supposed to dig six feet for <laughs> for her body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, it's on one hand, it's disheartening, but on the other hand, it's like, well, yeah. What else is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are two trilogy remakes or remasters I've wanted from EA, and that was a uh, Mass Effect and Dead yeah. Space. Okay. But now yeah, that you I just mean, said that, now I might just curl up into a, a fetal position ball when they're fucking up the uh, Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, pretty I much just resigned <laughs> myself to those titles just being dead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fair. We got think, what we yeah. got, and that's that's all that'll happen. That's the end of that yeah, story. So, like, yeah, because yeah, they're supposedly working on the next on another Mass Effect, also. Like, ooh, yeah. man. And Andromeda, like, Andromeda was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, you're made. You're, you're working on another Mass Effect. You have Dragon Age that's barely being made. the The new Mass Effect's never probably not even been touched. Really, uh, you have two. Your two main leadership have left. Uh, you're now bringing in a guy from Blizzard, which so far is not reassuring. Uh, we we don't know what his personal ethics are from from Blizzard or not. You know whether or not he yeah, all we have to go Activision off or that company's work ethic and and idea. Yeah, uh, uh, motivation. Yeah, <laughs> and Blizzard's made that very clear. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so yeah, it, listeners, it's just not looking good overall. We we kind of sit there and go like, oh man, like, and that that's where I go. Like, so you, how do you have anybody working on Anthem if that's the case? <laughs> if you're right. working on these other projects and your team is not as big as it used to be, I mean, hell, didn't they close down one of the Bioware studios yep. after uh, Mass Effect uh, Andromeda? Yeah. I thought they did. I thought so. um, well, I I know studios. initially they had gotten a new studio. Yeah, uh, but I think it was I think it was probably a smaller studio. Yeah, to uh, accommodate the uh, smaller Anthem team, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, because uh, and on top of that, when Anthem was switched over to Anthem 2.0 and being worked on, we found out that they had that, that it was switching over to a studio that was like half the size, and we all went, "Yeah, you guys really aren't putting a whole lot of effort into this, I don't think." And it doesn't sound like this is going to be done anytime soon. So, uh what is your team all working on? Like, did these two guys leave just because nothing was getting done? Uh, what, like, what was, I would love to know the situation behind that. Um, and to know whether or not it, you know, should we write off Bioware entirely or is there any ray of hope in that company? And right now we're at the, uh, we're writing you off entirely because we don't see much coming from you. So that's where, that's just where we're at listeners. Sorry. Uh, if you, if you were hoping for something, you know, hopeful on it, then I don't have much for you, but here's a sort of ray of hope. There's a rumor that supposedly uh, Kojima has worked out something with his old uh, company, Konami. Hey listeners, I just need to interrupt myself really quick. I kind of screwed up on how I was talking about this. The way I make it sound is that Kojima is actually making this remake. It's not the case. He's just worked out something because he wrote it. He's the one that created the Metal Gear Solid story. So that's the thing that's been worked out. Not not that they're making the remake uh, with his company. It's just that they were able to work something out uh, rights-wise. I don't really know the details behind it, but they kind of have a deal and they're able to use his story for what they're going forward with. <laughs> And they're 
making a a Metal Gear Solid uh, remake. A lot of people are some people are upset about this because they don't feel like it needs to be remade. Uh, other people say, you know, it's going to be fine. I, listeners, they've already done this really in, uh, uh, once before. The original Metal Gear Solid was remade into uh, Twin Snakes. It was a good remake. It was on the uh, Nintendo Q- GameCube. Uh, had a, only a few minor changes, but overall it was basically the same game, uh, just better looking. So should we be concerned about it? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think Konami right now, they're just doing what they know is safe. Uh, when they're making this because they don't really make games anymore and they just want to make money. Uh, Hence why they're also making a Metal Gear Solid movie. Uh, So spoiler alert listeners, when they get to Metal Gear Solid 5 for that franchise, it's just going to end. There's not going to be an actual ending. I just want to put that out there so you guys know. I think it'd be kind of neat to see what uh, the original Metal Gear would look like now today uh, with today's gameplay and uh, see what that could turn into. I imagine a situation a little more closely to some of the levels in Metal Gear Solid 4. Anything else? Uh, we watched Freaky. Oh, yeah, we did. We're, uh, about I've that watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Great kill scenes. Yeah. The, oh, uh, man, that opening just, kill scene. So. Yeah, that opening, that opening kill scene, was that, that was the moment where I was like, all right, I'm in for a treat. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. So and it was the whole think, the whole movie is I think really Vince really Vaughn well probably had a lot of fun uh, acting in this movie. Yeah, you uh, you brought up like <laughs> I yeah I have to agree, Miles. I would love to see what the Weepers. outtakes for that yeah would be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure it's fucking epic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole the whole movie was a lot of fun, listeners. We highly recommend uh, watching it. Uh, personally, I say since it's a, it's a $20 rental, if you can't get it with a group of people to watch it with, uh, wait for it to be buyable. Um, but it's definitely a buy for me. It's going to be in my collection. Uh, same for me. And if it doesn't transfer over to his online library, (laughs) I'll eventually get it when it's on deal. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of there. There was something else that. Well, since you're while you're thinking, I do have another movie review. Go for it. So I went ahead and was off Doug's account, but I used uh, the uh, the trial run for the HBO Max. So that's why I watched the free first uh, first three episodes of uh, Lovecraft uh, County. But I went ahead and watched the Witches remake. Yeah, it was pretty good. The remake from the '80s. I think this is just as good, or maybe a little bit better than the original. It was fun. Some of the authorization of the characters, but you could tell it was a huge vamp up, at least for like how it was shot and the cameras they used. And the soundtrack was amazing, especially if you're big into the uh, Motown. Hmm. So if you really like the original, I, to me, this movie, I probably would own it. If you ever like the original Witches, I think you're in for a treat. There was the uh, rumor about uh, PS5 Pro. Oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to find. That's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah so the there's, there's a pin. No, yeah, uh, it wasn't just them that covered it. Uh, yeah, so listeners, apparently Sony has filed because patents are uh, public knowledge. You can look them up. Yep. Um, the reason why they're public knowledge listeners is because in case somebody else tries to file a patent that already exists. So you have to know if, oh, if this product already exists, then I can't make it. Somebody already owns the patent on it. That's a very convenient way to also find out if a bigger corporation has filed a patent for some new technology. And one of the things that has been filed is supposedly a PS5 Pro is in development. Now, this could just be Sony putting it out there just to make sure that they have a patent on it in case they ever decide to make one. Which they are known to do. Yeah. 
But given the fact that the last time that's happened was with the PS4 Pro, <laughs> uh, there's a good likelihood that we will end up with a PS5 Pro. Um, not something that's surprising to any of us here. We had already expected that there were probably going there was probably going to be a midstep, and that was going to become the norm. Um, I had hoped it wouldn't be, <laughs> based off of the specs that there were that there was originally being rumored for both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. But I think it's kind of an inevitability given the fact that consoles are going to, at this point, try and keep up with PCs. And given that PCs, uh, GPU technology and CPU technology constantly changes, the only way to do that is by doing these mid-tier steps, which we had talked about the fact of that this could actually be solved in our consoles if we were able to modify them ourselves and replace parts kind of like how a pc can but that's not going to happen controlled environment console makers want to be able to make sure that they make as much money as possible and that means new hardware so with that said the ps5 pro sounds like some of the stuff that's going to be going in there if they make it is a dual gpu design and some people have said oh my gosh it's going to be you know it's going to be so much you know powerful uh I want to quell. I want to quell that a little bit. Uh, you don't know what the other GPU is for. <laughs> um, the patent doesn't talk about how exactly how that would work. Whether that's a dual GPU in like crossfire configuration, where it, you know uses both GPUs at the same time for gaming, or if one's going to be dedicated to one thing and the other the other GPU is going to be dedicated to another. So like you could have a, a situation where instead of them having the GPU, the current uh, setup where it is enough compute units to work with the game and for every compute unit, there is also a ray tracing unit. So that's how uh, RDNA uh, 2 works. You don't know if that's how this is going to work where you're going to have two GPUs that have double the compute units or if you're going to end up with a situation where you have one GPU that is solely for gaming and the other one is going to be solely dedicated to ray tracing. That could also be a possibility in order to separate the loads from you know, one GPU doing all of it to two GPUs doing both of it. Don't know. But it sounds like if uh, this ends up happening, we'll also have a significant memory upgrade and uh, possible hard drive upgrade. And when I say hard drive upgrade, I'm talking about uh, hard drive size, the, the memory size. So... Should you expect that in a couple of, you know, within the next six months? No. Should you expect that within the next year? Maybe. I think two is a good estimate. Yeah. I could see that in 2020, you know, towards the end of 2021, but I would go with your guess, Miles, more than likely it's going to probably be a 2022. I mean, that's kind of usually when we start seeing these mid steps. Yeah. Is, you know, two, three years in. Yeah, it also would make more sense for them to wait until they have uh, access to AMD's next generation of GPUs. <laughs> and they can sell the stock that they need to. Mm -hmm. uh, they can uh, uh, confirm the expandable storage. Uh, yep. <laughs> there's all kinds of shit. Which apparently still hasn't hasn't uh, been updated to allow for nope. the... Uh, the NVMe drives, which makes me wonder why the where those companies were getting that uh, it's X or it's PS5 compatible. Yeah, like the, uh, the, the things that I saw, it, this was a while back, but it was one of those things like 
this should work with <laughs> PS5. I'm like, well, that's not hundred percent. That's not something yeah. I'm going to go off of. <laughs> that's how I've looked at every single NVMe. I'm like, well, this should work. It should. Right. But until, you know, Mike or until Sony actually issues an update to the console and says, yeah, we're making sure it's compatible with all of these drives. It's it's a toss up. So you had companies like uh, Western. Exactly. You had companies like Western Digital who were pointing out literally false advertising at this point of, oh, this NVMe, our our new, you know, Gen 4 NVMe is compatible with PS5. Where were you getting that information? Western Digital? Was it just based solely off of specs? Because based solely off of specs, I would say that a Gen 3 is compatible with a PS5. Right. That doesn't make any sense until Sony says, Hey, this is what we support. This is what our software supports. This is what you're stuck with. So you're stuck with nothing. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have anything. And in all reality, on on top of that, too, I mean, developers haven't even truly caught up to the new generation of consoles. You know, we're still on a delay for uh, upgrades for you know Cyberpunk, and it's not even out yet. You yeah. know. To, uh, Which is funny because all of the upgrades that are going to be in the consoles are are going to be already available on PC. The re, the right. the thing that's the thing that's nobody's bringing up is the fact that the real delay, listeners. If you want to know where the real delay is, all you have to do is look at the fact that okay, uh, the thing that's not going to be supported by Cyberpunk on day one uh, will be AMD ray tracing which means it won't be using direct X ray tracing immediately because it's primarily designed to be using RTX ray tracing NVIDIA's own uh, version of ray tracing. Right. With that knowledge, you can sit there and say, Oh, the reason why it's delayed on consoles is because they haven't created for the AMD line on PCs as well. So everything that's going to be coming to the AMD line is going to be coming to the console line. Why? Because AMD makes the graphics cards or makes the GPUs and the CPUs for consoles is that because cyberpunk or you know because cd project Red has a more than likely part partnership with uh in nvidia yeah i i would say so uh i think that they've been partnering with nvidia during their development and that's one of the reasons why amd hasn't even been looked at by them the other thing that's also a possibility is the fact that since amd was so late to the to the party with ray tracing till this generation and on their own on, on the consoles as well that because of that, CD Projekt Red probably hasn't had enough time to work with it to say, "Hey, yeah, we can just translate all this stuff over." Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying with uh, you know, developers not having much ready for these new gen consoles, and yeah. you're talking about bringing out a mid step, like <laughs> that's not gonna be ready either. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they they gotta they gotta program specifically for that and. You know, can't do that off a of hearsay alone. So, yeah. And a lot of people have already said, oh, well, I'll just wait for the PS5 uh, Pro. I'm like, well, you're going to be waiting two years more than likely. Right. I mean, more than likely uh, the enlisters, the for me, the biggest reason, like for miles, it probably it probably makes more sense just from a marketing standpoint. Like you, you'd want to sell all your supply, right? Yeah. You want to get rid of whatever you're making for the current generation right now and make sure that's on the shelf before you say, hey, our next product is coming out and screw over the current product that hasn't even really gotten into the people's homes. Yeah. I mean, neither neither company has been able to capitalize, truly capitalize yeah. on their system sales yet. I mean, granted, absolutely. We've already discussed in the past that system sales don't generate them a lot of money, but it does generate them a lot of business. Yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of 
Yeah, you got to milk that cow before it. <laughs> yeah, it's dry, and for yeah. me, it also makes more sense for them to delay just in the simple fact that one, yeah, from your standpoint, and then also they want to make sure they have access to the newest and best from from their partner AMD, and AMD yeah. is already hard is already hard at work on their next generation GPUs. They've already said that. They've said that they, after as soon as they got done with our, our with our DNA two, they started moving over. And went okay. We have to make sure that our next generation of consoles, or our next generation of uh, sorry, our next generation of GPUs is ready to go within a year and a half, which means eight about eighteen months. They have to make sure they're ready to go with another set of GPUs that actually can beat their old ones. And uh, the way that these these uh, developers are working with their engines are they're tr- they're tweaking them more and more to take more advantage of this next generation. And to try and make sure that they're they're versatile, so that when we have these mid steps that are coming up, we don't see as much of a performance gap as what ended up happening with the PS4 Pro and the PS4. With this happening, do you like? Do you think that Microsoft is going to do the same thing and have another mid step? I I honestly think they will. And do you oh, think it will cause? Yeah, probably. Do you think it will cause friction with the Xbox Series S? Oh, it's just being. Uh such a huge difference. Yeah. Being such a big gap between their lowest end and their highest end. Personally, I think that Microsoft is, yeah, I I think that they'll probably have some performance issue or issues. I think they'll have some hitches, especially if people aren't connected to uh, X cloud, but I think Microsoft, if they do this right and they do it smart, that Microsoft is going to get the series S to the point where it can take more advantage of using the, uh, the X cloud using more streaming tape capabilities to try and stream in a lot of the capabilities that are on the current uh, series X. And hopefully that technology will catch up. I did actually test that out a little bit. The cloud gaming, I threw my mm-hmm. phone on, on uh, and connected my uh, controller and uh, played, I think it was a little bit of throne breaker. I was doing yeah. it because of game pass and uh, you know, I mean, throne breaker is hardly a high, <laughs> high uh high quality game but uh it was working pretty damn well i mean the yeah the app crashes on uh on, from time to time just loading into it but when i was gaming it was working fine so yeah kind of a kind of a neat little uh, thing they got going on yeah microsoft's uh, x cloud is definitely that that is the steam killer or not steam killer uh, uh sorry stadia my fault. Steam. No, that's not going to kill Steam. <laughs> no, that's that's the state. That's the Stadia killer, uh, really. Um, that they have with their Game Pass, uh, to, or their their Game Pass deal is because you have access to the X Cloud. You have stream, you know, streaming access, and with that streaming access, I think that they're going to take that even further with uh, their low end console of like, okay, there's going to be a point where the low end console is just not going to be able to cut it on some games. So we need to open this up to allow for streaming uh, of better quality to that console to make it comparable to what people have bought in the higher end. And it just requires, you know, essentially just requires more bandwidth. We'll see. Hopefully that technology catches up and is able to give uh, those who bought the Series S a you know essentially new lease on life for that console that it doesn't feel like they just basically bought an xbox one (laughs) and it's it's stuck in the past while the xbox series x and whatever the next series after that is uh the 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 mid-step might be 
but yeah, I think there's definitely going to be that mid step. I think it's going to, uh, I think that I, like a lot of people are saying, Oh, the, the PS five pro is something that Xbox, you know, Microsoft didn't really plan for never count Microsoft out on that stuff. I, I'm almost willing to bet it would be, it would be almost an unfathomable for me to think that the Xbox team wouldn't think, Hey, our competition could easily just come with a mid step. (laughs) We need to start thinking about this because the PS4 pro was shown off and wasn't it? It was like within a month that we heard about Scorpio. Yeah. I don't remember uh, specifically on on timeline. Seemed, seemed like it was pretty close to each other though. I remember when they when they talked about the the PlayStation 4 Pro and how that was going to come out and that was going to be like and that was because of a patent uh, that was taken out and within like and then at E3 uh, that's almost that I, I'm willing to bet it was that same year at E3 Microsoft just yeah we have a, a more powerful console or a console that's going to be coming out it's going to be the most powerful console on the planet <laughs> and they showed off, you know, the Scorpio trailer and everybody was freaking out like, oh, my gosh, this is the PlayStation killer. You know, Sony didn't plan for this, that kind of thing. It's it, well, you know, they both had their advantages and they both had their disadvantages in reality uh, when it came down to it. So will Microsoft have have something ready to go when PlayStation comes out? Well, they have two years to figure it out, <laughs> probably. So I think they're going to be fine, listeners. I think they're going to be OK. Anyways, we've gone on long enough and I've used up every bit, you know, every bit of uh, these guys' patience. So we will close out if they're ready to go, unless uh, anyone else has anything to, to review or talk about. I'm good. I think we're just waiting for cyberpunk. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, December 9th for uh, the U.S. Uh, we should be getting it relatively early. I think the I think they said it was like seven, uh, seven o'clock on the East Coast. On December 9th? That's what it was sounding like, yeah. yeah. So hopeful we're past the tutorial phase by the time we get to the next cast. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll, I will have made my character. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for Josiah, that'll be a month from now. Yeah, his like his whole thing, like <laughs> he wanted he wanted the, uh, because of the leak, he wanted it right now. I'm like, I, you know, I'd rather have the game when, it pat- when it's patched, when it's all good to I go. I agree. Because... When Miles was reading it, like Miles read off listeners really quick. Miles read off some of the patch notes that they had released on like why, like what was being fixed essentially and how big the patch was. And Miles was like, that's a big fucking patch. Yeah. 56 gigs. Yeah. I I was like that. That's, that's a, that's a significant enough patch for me to go. I mean, listeners, the, the game is, is uh, I think uh, itself is like 60 something gigs, something like that. And if they're saying that the patch is 50, 50 something gigs, that means that they're replacing a lot of game code already. So whether it's the full 50 something that's actually getting replaced or not, it's still that's still a massive patch. That means it's going through almost the entire game to fix things. So I hear that and I go, you know what? I'm good. I'd, I'd rather wait. I'd rather have the patch than not. And if I buy the game, if I get the game and download it and the patch isn't available, I am going to be very disappointed because <laughs> I don't want to start that game until that patch is in there. Uh, when I hear when I start hearing things like, oh, yeah, it, it solves crashes on it, for one of it was like solves crashes on NVIDIA uh, gr- GPUs. I'm like, I, what? <laughs> like, all right, we already have crash issues uh, in, you know, apparently NVIDIA is supposedly uh, going to have a driver ready uh, day one. 
We'll see. Day one drivers for for games haven't been super reliable for from AMD or NVIDIA, but uh, both companies supposedly are saying that they will have a driver ready. Uh, NVIDIA is saying that theirs will be ready for RTX, and in AMD is saying that it will be ready to be able to play the game. Uh, but obviously, uh, ray tracing will be out of the question until, was it DirectX Ultra or DirectX 12 Ultra, whatever it is, Ultimate. I don't remember what their naming convention for it is anymore until that is uh, installed and, and ready to go in the game. They won't have uh, ray tracing worked out correctly. And a lot of people have said that if you try to use ray tracing on there, your frame rate will drop to about 12 frames per second uh, because <laughs> it's, well, it's using, yeah, it's using the RT, it's using the, the RTX version. So in, in NVIDIA and AMD don't exactly play nicely. We've seen, we've seen that in the past. Here's hoping that it's going to be a good launch. Here's hoping it's going to be a good game. Uh, there's a lot of lot of hype built up around it, and I am trying to do my best to quell my expectations as much as possible. Uh, Keanu Reeves is not making that easy, but <laughs> I will do my best, and I will try to make sure that I have realistic expectations from this game. Uh, really, in the, at this point, I think mentally, if it, as long as it's better than what I've seen from uh, Assassin's Creed, what I've seen from uh, Watch Dogs Legion. I, I think I'll be okay. As, and as long as I'm not getting Red Dead Redemption 2 levels of asinine slowdown, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not expecting it to be good, better than Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, in all honesty, listeners, I'm not. I So far, Ghost of Tsushima, that is my game of the year. So uh, if it ends up being better than that, you will find me very shocked. Anyways, that's all we have for you this week, listeners. Thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Sorry I took up some time. Hopefully I've edited this enough so that it actually comes out smoothly and you don't hear all my stutters and uhs and ums. But please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. No joke. We don't have a Twitter account. We don't have any other way of spreading ourselves around. We are not COVID. We are not an <laughs> STD. So you got to do the job for us. You are our carrier. You. We're not big in China. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely not big in China. In fact, I'm pretty sure all of us are not welcome in China. Pretty sure our podcast is probably banned. Banned. Yeah. <laughs> We're the underground there. Uh, anyways, <laughs> how fucking weird would that be? So, <laughs> anyways, this is Vargo. Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on, and we're out.
I hope I never see you 